Welcome to the Antioch Sheffield podcast. We are so glad that you can join us for today's message. For more information about Antioch Sheffield, head to our website at antiochsheffield.org.uk. Well, hi, my name is Lauren. For those of you who don't know me, uh, I lead the church with my husband, Todd, here in Sheffield, and it's great to be with you today. So my son had a dream in the last couple of weeks that I wanted to share with you because I feel as though it has significance for who we are as the people of God. Now, we believe as a church that God speaks to us in many ways, dreams being included, and that God shows no favoritism on who he speaks to. And so when my children have dreams, I pay attention to them. And what's interesting about this particular dream is that he had it more than once. In fact, he had it at least three, maybe four times consecutively throughout one particular week, over and over again. And so that made me want to pay attention to it. And here's the dream. He's looking out of our window at our home, and it's raining everywhere, and it's raining a lot. And he recognizes that it's actually beginning to flood a little bit lower down the hill. Now, in real life, we live halfway up a hill, and so... Most of the time, we're safe from flooding. But in this dream, he can see the water levels rising. And he becomes concerned because he, at the rate at which they're rising, he knows that, our flood is, that the flood is going to you know, submerge our home or be dangerous for us in some way. And so he convinces our family to get into our car and drive further up the hill to higher ground where we'll be safe. And that was the extent of the dream. And I began to think about it and pray about it and ask God, you know, God, what are you saying and, and asking us to do as a result of this dream? Because when God gives dreams, it's actually important for us to process them with the Holy Spirit. And as people of God, it's important for us to ask that question, God, what are you saying and doing in this season that we're in. And so I began to do that with this dream. And dreams are often symbolic, and so I don't feel that this dream refers to a literal flooding that's going to reach probably where we are on our particular spot on the hill, but I do feel like those floods represent so much of what is happening in our society today and in the atmosphere all around us. I think all of us could say in this time that we have felt as though we're drowning. We have felt as though we are almost submerged. And how do we even get up above the waters and breathe and be able to think clearly? And these floods and these dreams represent all the, the, the cultural and global storms that are happening around us, whether, whether that's the coronavirus or the, you know, the plight for equality or so many things that are kind of coming at us right now. And, um, and those floods, are, are, it's easy to be swept up into them. And so in the dream, you know, the solution was very simple. <laughs> it was to get into our car and to drive further up the hill. But I feel as though that, that represents, it's a symbol 
of what we need to do as the people of God. And that is we have to position ourselves in a place where we can hear, where we can hear what God is saying and what God is doing in the season. Because we can't hear when we're underwater, can we? If you're, if you're swimming under the water and someone's calling to you, you're likely not going to hear what they're saying very well. And so I think it's important that we as the people of God learn to get out of the floods that we're in and to position ourselves into a place of hearing. And that, you know, for me personally, that would mean actually spending time with him, spending time in solitude, which is not easy right now. <laughs> Anyone who's a parent understands this. There is no solitude. And so Todd and I have to work with one another um, and give ourselves space so that we can have a little bit of solitude and a little bit of place for us to feel grounded again. And it's, it's from that place of of um, like in the dream, going up higher to higher ground, that we listen to God's voice. We listen to his invitation and to what he's saying so that we can feel uh, sure-footed again. And so I just wanted to encourage us today with that, that God is inviting you to pay attention to what he's saying and to not get swept up in the flood. Because the scary thing is that most of the time we don't realize that we're under the water. We don't realize that we've already been submerged in the floods around us because it feels normal to us. The chaos feels normal. And, and then we aren't actually able to discern what God is saying to us, and we need to be aware of what he's saying. There was a scripture that I came across this week that I also feel kind of coincided with this dream. And it came from Isaiah chapter 57, verse 15. It says this, it's God speaking to us. And, he's, and God says, I restore the crushed spirit of the humble and revive the courage of those with repentant hearts. And when I read this verse, these three words just popped out at me. I don't know if you've had that experience before when you're reading the Bible and all of a sudden it's like these, the words almost jump out at you. And that's what happened. These three words, restore, revive, repentant. And I felt like God saying, that is what I'm saying and doing in this season. For me, this was the higher ground that I was needing in order to have his perspective on life. And so I'd like to take just a moment to touch on what some of those things mean so that you can apply it to your life as well and walk in step with what God might be saying and doing in your life in this season too. Because I believe that this is a season where God is saying it's time for repentance. It's a time of repentance and what I mean by that is not that we're walking around feeling guilty for a bunch of things and feeling sorry for things, because repentance actually is a so much broader idea where it actually means that we're willing to change the way that we think and the way that we live. I mean, it involves a complete transformation of ourselves. If you think of metal, metal has to be heated up and melted so that it can be reforged. It needs to be malleable, right? So that it can go into a mold and be created into something. And 
A repentant heart is like a malleable heart where we are willing to change. That true repentance means I'm willing to change for the sake of God and for the sake of others in our lives. And so God is going to be highlighting to us in this season areas that we can be repentant in, where we can have transformation in. And we need to be willing to say yes to those things, open ourselves up to say, God, yes, have your way in me. Anything that doesn't reflect your love and your light, just shine your light on so that I can say yes in my heart to you. That's what it means to be repentant, be willing to change and look and love more like Jesus. In addition to repentance, this is also a season of restoration. God is restoring us. God is restoring us. And to restore something, if you think of, say, a, a phone or a computer that you, you have, you can, you, some of them you can press a button on that means restore to factory settings. It's initial way of, of, you know, intent or purpose. And God is restoring us to the original condition in which we were created to live. I don't mean to say he's restoring our circumstances to how they used to be. I mean, he's restoring places within us. He's restoring so many things that, you know, we, we need to have ears to hear and eyes to see that, so that we can see his restorative hand in our lives. There's so many places he's restoring. He's restoring our identity as sons and daughters of the king. What does it mean to be a child of God? What does it mean to uh, know that we're accepted and that we are beloved by the Father? God is restoring mindsets. The way we think, a mindset is just like, how do we think about life? How do we think about ourselves? How do we think about people and, and God? And, and, and some of those things are, are, are great, but some of them actually need to be more aligned with the way that God thinks about things, how God thinks about who we are, how God thinks about our neighbor or about society. And we need to be willing to have God shine his light on some of those mindsets that don't need to be carried on into the next season of our lives. God is also restoring relationships. How fantastic. And it's amazing to me on an individual level, on a family level, on a societal level, on a national level, God is trying to restore relationships. So look for those places in your lives relationships that God wants to heal that need to be reconciled, families and marriages being restored. And also look for the places that God is actually reforging uh, uh, connections that maybe you used to have, and he's bringing those back to life again. For example, I have had three conversations with people that I knew 20 years ago and then just got disconnected from through life. And we were talking to each other. We just picked up where we left off. But God is doing that, and it's for a reason. And he's also bringing new connections in relationships. So be aware of what he's doing. Another thing God is doing is restoring dreams and visions. And this is a sensitive one, but it's so real. It's so, it's so true, and we must pay attention to dreams and visions within us that God's saying, now is the time for these things. 
Now is the time. Some of you have had buried visions and dreams. Some of you have had forgotten dreams or old dreams or broken dreams. And God is very gently and lovingly moving away the soil that has covered up those dreams. And he's lifting them up out of the soil and saying, now, now is the time. Pursue those things. In my own life, I can, I can say that this is true. He's compelling me to move forward in some things that I've carried in my heart and life for a very long time. And I just sense him saying, now is the time you can do it. And I think that he's saying the same thing for some of you. Now is the time to pursue those dreams. So let's do it. Let's follow through with what God is saying and doing. Because if you do that now, there's going to be a grace and a favor on your life to walk it out. So let's not miss that window. Let's walk in obedience and a partnership with what God is saying. So in addition to this being a season of repentance and restoration, this is also a season of reviving of reviving. It says in Isaiah 57, 15, just to go back to what we read already, God is reviving the courage of those with repentant hearts. And we need courage in this hour. We need courage <laughs> to say yes to God. We need courage to allow him to do that restorative work in our lives. If you think of open heart surgery, what a painful thing. What a necessary thing. But a painful thing to have take place in your life. And yet that pain is, you know, the surgery and the, and the, the pain and the recovery is necessary in order for health and healing. And we need courage to face pain in our lives. We need courage just to love more deeply. We need courage to say yes to the dreams that are in our heart. Because, goodness, dreaming and walking out those dreams is so vulnerable, isn't it? And it involves a high degree of risk. And we need courage. We need our hearts to be courageous. But for some of us, that also means in order for our heart to fully engage, to be wholehearted in what God has for us, it also means that our hearts need to be awakened. We need to be awakened to what God is doing in our lives. We need to be awakened to the reality of what he is saying and what he is doing, you know, and that might take action. Like in that dream that my son had, we had to get out of our house and get into the car, which also meant leaving things behind for who knows how long, getting going up higher in order for God's perspective. And we need to take action and be willing to partner with God in risky ways <laughs> in order to be who he has called us to be. You know, one of the prayers that I have prayed uh, for many years, actually, is, Lord, awaken me out of my slumber. Awaken me out of my slumber, because we can be so caught up in the, the floods around us, the fog of what's happening, that we're just we can't think clearly. We can't think God thoughts. And so I'll pray, God, awaken me out of my slumber so that I can hear what you're saying and doing in this hour. And so God is reviving us. If you look at the meaning of that word revive, it means to, to regain life or consciousness or strength. You know, as though one were dead or nearly dead 
if they are revived, it means that they have come back from death or near death into a place of living and thriving. And that is what this season is about. God is awakening our hearts to a place where we are fully alive in him in order to be who God has called us to be. Because, church, God does not need an army of people that are filled with half-hearted warriors. He needs people who are fully awakened and fully alive and know their identity and know their calling and their dreams and their visions that God's placed in them so that they can walk it out in confidence and be courageous and say yes to Jesus over and over again when it's difficult and when we don't understand and there might be risk involved and we may have to leave things behind that don't need to be carried with us into the next season. But let us be those people who say yes to God, who have repentant hearts, who have malleable hearts, who say, God, we're willing to change. We're willing to adapt the way that we think and we live in order to be more like you, in order to be the people that you've made us to be. And in the midst of that repentant attitude, he comes and he restores, and he comes and he revives. And that is what God is doing in this season. And so I want to pause for a moment as we conclude our time this morning just by asking God a simple question. That question is, Father, can you show me one area of my life where you are restoring or reviving me? And God wants to speak to you. It may be a friendship he's restoring. It may be a dream he's reviving. It may be a place of pain or grief from this last season that he wants to comfort you in and restore your soul in so that you don't have to carry that heaviness with you into the next season. But let's take a moment just right now to invite God's presence in and allow him to speak to us because I do believe he wants to speak to each and every one of us. And so let's read this together and then let's just pause for a moment and listen. Father, can you show me one area of my life where you are restoring or reviving me? Let's take a moment to listen now. Now I want to encourage you that with whatever God just spoke to you, that you would take action with it and continue to pursue what he is speaking to you and if you didn't hear anything, that's okay, but keep asking this question of God and see what he wants to say, because I believe that he wants to speak to you. And let us be people who go up higher so that we can hear what God is saying and to partner with him in this season. Thank you for listening today. To listen to more messages like this one, head to our website at antiochsheffield.org.uk forward slash podcast. We are looking forward to seeing you soon.